Hello and welcome to the Paranormal Guys podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything to do with the paranormal. I'm your host, Kieran. Thank you for joining. In this episode, I'd like to take you to a location that is steeped in history. It's bursting at the seams of paranormal activity. Situated in Shepton Mallet in Somerset, the Shepton Mallet prison was built in 1610, following an act that was put in place by King James I, who stated that every county needed to have its own house of corrections, so that people who committed crimes could be punished in their own counties without having to go to the bigger cities, as a way of trying to control crime. The prison itself would house men, women and children, all of varying ages and for various crimes. From crimes from petty pickpocketing to rape and murder, where prisoners would be held in one cell no matter your crime. This made for horrendous living conditions, where people would be living in tight confined spaces. You can imagine that disease was rife. One of the most common diseases that was found within the prison was that of one called gall fever, and this was a disease that was caused by fleas and lice, and it would cause protruding bumpy rashes to appear all over the skin. It would be very very itchy and also very very painful. Other diseases consisted of asthma and venereal diseases which spread like wildfire. And the only medical aid within the prison was that of a doctor who would only attend to patients who had actually died and he'd only attend them to confirm that they were actually dead. So if you got ill while you were in prison, basically you were told tough luck. And I guess this would have been a way of punishing people even more. So you get ill, it's a punishment, and you have to deal with the consequences. Now that's not very fair if all you've done is stolen a loaf of bread to try and eat and you're caught and put in prison and you have to live in these horrendous conditions. But if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. People with mental illness were also locked away in the prison, serving long-term sentences just for being mentally ill. What we have to remember, back in the 1600s, they didn't really have an understanding of what mental illness was. So if someone was slightly different, they would lock them away and pretend it wasn't happening. And this is what they did. They locked them in asylums and they locked them in prisons. But we can't really find out exactly what the conditions within the prison itself were like because in the 1600s few people could read or write so there was no need to write reports because no one could write them or no one could read them so unlike today where our health and safety is off the scale and we need to have reports for everything there was no need so it's difficult to really understand what the conditions were like So if an inmate did die within the prison, be that from murder, disease or execution, their body was taken out to outside the prison into unconsecrated ground where they were laid down in an unmarked grave. I guess this was again a form of punishment, a form of eternal punishment to be put into unconsecrated ground in an unmarked grave meant that no one's going to remember you and you're not going to get into heaven because of your crimes that you've committed and you've also not been buried in a religious area. At the moment there are nine unmarked graves within the prison that you can actually go and visit. Shepton Mallet Prison was very famous for holding out a lot of death sentences and if you had committed a horrendous crime and sentenced to death 
then you would have been executed in three different ways. You would have been hung, drawn and quartered. So when you're hung, drawn and quartered, you are stretched by horses, by your arms and your legs, which would break your legs and probably break your back and certainly your arms as well. You would then be strung up by the neck to the point where you're just about to die and you're begging for death. But then they would release you and you would be taken down from the gallows. You would then have, for men, your genitals will be removed and then you would be disemboweled, bearing in mind you're still alive at this point. You, you would then be beheaded and be cut up into four quarters and your bowels would then be burned on a fire. During the Monmouth Rebellion starting in 1645, people who were hung, drawn and quartered and shipped in Mallet, their heads would have been put on spikes as a warning to other rebels to say don't rise up and don't misbehave because this is what's going to happen to you. Prisoners would also face the firing squad, which would result in them standing in front of a wall and being shot at by rifles until you're dead. And if that didn't appeal to you, then you would be hung. You'd be hung in the courtyard outside of the prison where other prisoners could watch you and certainly the jailers could watch you. But talking about the jailers, because people were so lax back then, there was a lax in discipline between the jailers and the prisoners. So the jailers could do whatever they wanted to you. So they, they could beat you or they could bribe you. And prisoners could bribe the jailers as well to try and get away with crimes that they'd committed or even be released if they were to get the right bribe. So there was a lot of lax in discipline and a lot of heinous acts performed in the prison itself between the jailers and the prisoners. The prison itself has held thousands of prisoners in its time, but there were two inmates that notoriously graced the walls of Shepton Mallet Prison, and their presence is still known today. And that were the Cray twins, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. They were infamous London gangsters who were the foremost perpetrators of organised crime in London during the 50s and the 60s. They were two people who you did not want to mess with. If you got on the wrong side of their Cray twins, you would know about it and you would disappear. But they were held in Shepton Mallet for assaulting a police officer during national service. But they weren't held there for long, but it is said that some people have witnessed their spirits wandering the hall when all the visitors are gone. Ronnie Cray died in Broadmoor Hospital of a heart attack on the 17th of March 1995 and his brother Reggie died in October 2000 of cancer. The prison itself was closed in 1930 due to underuse housing only 50 prisoners. But it reopened in 1939 to be used as a British military prison which housed over 300 men from all over the armed forces. So many men were being held in the prison that they had to put huts out in the prison yard. But officially the prison closed its doors for good in 2013 when the Ministry of Justice realised that they could save £63 million a year by closing the old and disused prisons. It's now being used as a tourist attraction where customers are encouraged to visit the prison and take a look around to get a feel for what it would have been like to be imprisoned within the prison walls. I visited Shepton Mallet Prison a couple of times and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Not only are you going back to get a feel for what it was like in the prison, 
it's got a certain energy to it that really makes you feel what it would have been like to be in prison there. And even in modern day, when you're sitting in one of those cells, you get an idea of what exactly it would be like to be in prison. A horrendous experience. But although Shepton Mallet has this dark history involved with crime, murder and executions, it's voted one of the UK's most haunted prisons, with tales of shadow figures and doors slamming in the night. There's various tales which create this aura of fear around Shepton Mallet Prison. Visitors and staff alike have claimed that they have witnessed voices in the nighttime echoing through the darkness. One staff member claimed to see a tall man walking towards him, and he made a point of getting out of his way. He got the impression that he wasn't a very nice man and he didn't really want to be anywhere near him, but as he walked away from the man to get away, he realised that the man had disappeared and he couldn't find him and he was convinced there was no one else in the block with him. Female visitors have claimed that they felt their hair being pulled and various parts of their body being grabbed aggressively. Some have also witnessed, some have also claimed to have witnessed whispering in their ear. Another staff member quite recently, only in the past year or so, felt a sharp pain in his hand when he was shutting down the prison at night. He looked down to his hand and he noticed a red mark appearing where he had felt the pain. As time went on, the pain intensified and a small mark began to appear where the red redness on the skin was and it looked as if someone was putting a cigarette out on his hand. This terrified him and when he told his bosses, they were flabbergasted and he actually went to the media and it did make headline news say, stating that another ghost had made its present as Shepton Mallet Prison. The prison itself does play host to a lot of paranormal events companies and on one faithful night when a paranormal events company was holding an event for the general public and a way for them to investigate the prison, a group of ladies decided to take a break from the ghost hunting and go outside and get some fresh air. So while they were outside talking about all the experiences that they had witnessed and they were enjoying a cigarette and trying to calm themselves down, trying to get the adrenaline to stop, one of them noticed an old woman sitting on one of the small brick walls and she was huddled in a shawl and shivering in the cold. Confused and a little bit freaked out, they headed over to where the lady was sitting, but as they approached, the lady looked at them, stood up and wrapped her shawl around her more and began to waddle off. When the woman tried to call her over and try and get her to stop to find out why she was there, the woman disappeared. When they went back to tell ghost hunters, the ghost hunters were very interested in what they had witnessed and said this was a very good personal experience. Paranormal groups have claimed to have witnessed shadow figures wandering the catwalks and gates and doors slamming in the dead of night. You can visit the prison to get a feel for what you think of the location yourself, to get a feel for what it would have been like to be incarcerated. As I mentioned, I have visited this location several times and I absolutely love it. If you go early you have the chance to have the whole prison to yourself before other visitors get there and it is such a surreal experience to be in an old prison and you're being the only one in the block and you can hear every little noise. That's during the day and it's still freaky. To be there at night would be incredible. 
and Jessica and I, we have the pleasure of heading there with a public ghost company to investigate Shepton Mallet Prison in April and we cannot wait to have the opportunity to investigate the location that I've always wanted to investigate will be sensational. The prison itself not only hosts ghost hunts, they also host their own events as well. And one of these events is a team building exercise. So you can take people from your work and head there and they hold on what they call the jailbreak. And basically that means that you have to try and escape the prison. You have to try and escape the prison guards and get out of the prison in the cover of darkness. And it's a way of trying to get everybody to work together to be able to escape. I think this is such a brilliant idea and I would love to do it. And they're also planning on doing a zombie apocalypse escape as well where you have to try and escape the prison during a zombie apocalypse with hordes of the undead trying to capture you. I would love, love to do something like this. But if you want to find out more about Shepton Mallet Prison and find out more about the history and possible other, other events that are coming up, you can head to SheptonMalletPrison.com to see all the up-to-date events and you can also follow them on Facebook as well. I would highly recommend it. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and if you want to get in touch with the podcast, please do. You can do by emailing us at paranormalguys@outlook.com. If you've got a topic that you'd like us to discuss or if you've got a story that you'd like us to read, please send it to us and we'll be able to do that on the podcast. But guys, thank you very much for listening to the Paranormal Guys podcast. I've been your host, Kieran. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye.